Stay tuned for a word from the Lord. I want to offer a few suggestions on how to listen. And these just come from experience. It's not that I've perfected this art at all, but just some things I've learned in my life. Uh, The first thing is that usually God bypasses the physical, like with Mary, and He speaks in the Holy Spirit to our spirit. Now remember, Mary didn't have a physical relationship with God and become pregnant. He bypassed the physical and was able to have her conceived through the power of the Holy Spirit. God will bypass the physical and speak to us. Now many people have heard God in an audible voice. I never have. He uses the voice in the mind. That still small voice, as Elijah calls it. Listening to God. How often do you find yourself in complete silence, just listening to the silence that surrounds you? I'm sure many of us would have to admit that we really don't find ourselves in silence. We have the television, radio, iPods, spouses, and children that drown out God's still, small voice. Today, Dr. Foley Beach brings us Listening to God. It is the next teaching in his series, Beginnings in Prayer. Foley today will share how vital it is to quiet ourselves and seek out times and places of solace and silence in order to focus intently on God and what He would have to say to us. Here now is our teacher, Foley Beach, pastor and rector of the Holy Cross Anglican Church in Loganville, Georgia. We're in the midst of a series of sermons entitled Beginnings with Prayer. And I hope over the last few weeks you've heard some things you haven't heard before, or maybe you've heard them and I hope you've been stirred up to to go back and get on your knees and spend some time with God. This morning we're going to be talking about listening to God. I want to begin by asking you, is there any relationship that you have in which you're not called upon to listen? Any relationship. I mean, think for a minute the friendships you have. You have a friend with somebody. What happens if you never listen? Think for a minute if you're in a husband-wife relationship and your spouse never listened to anything you said. (laughs) Or you never listened to what they said. Or say you have somebody who works for you. And you ask them to do something in their job. And they they will not listen to you. Or say you work for somebody. And the nature of your work is you're supposed to give feedback. You're supposed to account to them for certain things. And they won't listen to what you have to say. Listening is key to any relationship. Not only does communication occur, information passed along, emotions conveyed. But listening validates the relationship. Now, why would it be any different with the Lord? Listening is a vital ingredient to one's relationship with God. To listen, to hear, to obey. To listen, to hear, to follow. God desires to speak to you. He has a word for you. Now, why would God want to speak with you? Why? Why would God want to speak to you? Why? Well, first, you have a relationship with Him. And that's the nature of a relationship. There's communication that occurs. 
In Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3, the Lord says, Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and mighty things which you don't know. We're told that you and I are his sheep and his sheep hear his voice. We're in relationship. Why would God want to speak to you? He loves you and wants to be with you. In John chapter 16, verse 7, Jesus says, But I tell you the truth that is for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. John 14, 26. But the counselor, that is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said. What does a counselor do? Listen. And then he gives advice. He speaks. This counselor, the Holy Spirit, who literally takes up residence within our very being by his very nature, speaks to us about the things of God. He is the key player in helping us listen to God. Why would God want to speak to you? He wants to give you direction. In John 16, 13, Jesus said, But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. I remember when Allison and I were dating. And there came a time in our dating relationship where things began to get pretty serious. And I remember I went to Hawaii. A friend and I went to Hawaii and we were in Hana, Maui. Quaint little village. And overlooking Hana is this huge memorial cross. And so I hiked up this hill up to this memorial cross, and I remember spending some specific time with the Lord there asking him, should I ask Allison to marry me? Lord, is this just me, or is this part of your plan for me? And I heard clearly, at least I thought I did, that he was saying yes, that I should ask. Well, she did eventually say yes, so that God wants to give us direction. Why else would God want to speak to us? He wants to convict you of something you need to change. A sin, a habit, an attitude. Again, Jesus in John 16, 8, When He, the Holy Spirit, comes, He will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. In regard to sin because men do not believe Me. How many times have I come before the Lord and I said, Lord, show me the sin in my life. And He shows it (laughs) more than I want to admit. He wants to convict us of change, something we need to change. God desires to speak to you. And why would He want to speak to you? He wants you to obey something. Maybe there's something in your life that He wants you to specifically obey Him in. John 14, 15, Jesus said, If you love me, you will obey what I command. Foley, go apologize. Foley, give this month's fun money to so-and-so. Foley, cancel those meetings and come spend time with me. Foley, don't say a word. Foley, call Jim. God desires to speak to us. And sometimes it's because He wants us to obey Him. Why else would God want to speak to you? In John chapter 16, we're told that it brings Him glory. 16, 14. 
He will bring glory to me, speaking of the Holy Spirit. He will bring glory to me by taking what is mine and making it known to you. When God gives us a word from Him, it brings Him glory. It delights Him. God desires to speak to you. Now, Jesus actually spoke a lot about listening to God. In John chapter 10, He speaks about being the good shepherd. Remember, He said, I am the good shepherd. And that the sheep know the shepherd's voice. Now, a typical relationship between a shepherd and his sheep was very, actually, pretty intimate. The sheep grew up with that voice. They were weaned from mama hearing that voice. They were led through the valleys and up on the mountaintops by that voice. They were led to the shearers by that voice. The sheep would know that voice. A voice can become very familiar. We're told now that a baby in the womb can recognize a father and mother's voice. One time when I was a child, I remember going out to the country to a farm. And this man had a bunch of cows. And we were out standing by the fence. And the next thing I know, he's saying something like, Suey! Or something to that effect. And all of a sudden, the cows, wherever they were, over the pa- all over the pasture, started coming. They recognized his voice. And they knew it meant feeding time. God desires to speak to you. In John chapter 10, verse 3, Jesus says, The sheep listen to his voice. In verse 4, The sheep are able to follow because they know his voice. In verse 5, The sheep are able to discern the stranger's voice and avoid danger because they know his voice. In verses 6 through 10, we're told that the sheep are able to have life to the fullest by listening to his voice. John chapter 10, verse 16, we're told that other sheep, meaning the Gentiles, will also listen to his voice. And in verse 25, we're told his sheep listen to his voice. Now, the word in the Greek here is a word called akuo. It means to listen. To listen is to hear, but it also means to obey. If you listen, you hear, you obey. To hear is to do. And too many of us have heard, but we won't do. So then we can't hear because what's the point? If we're not going to do what God tells us, why should He tell us anything? God desires to speak to you. Now, I want to offer a few suggestions on how to listen. And these just come from experience. It's not that I've perfected this art at all, but just some things I've learned in my life. Uh, The first thing is that usually God bypasses the physical, like with Mary, and He speaks in the Holy Spirit to our spirit. Now remember, Mary didn't have a physical relationship with God and become pregnant. He bypassed the physical and was able to have her conceived through the power of the Holy Spirit. God will bypass the physical and speak to us. Now many people have heard God in an audible voice. I never have. He speaks through the Spirit. He uses the voice in the mind, that still small voice as Elijah calls it. I mean, imagine for a minute just... Look up here a minute and and, and hear yourself say this. Foley is getting gray in his beard. (laughs) 
But hear yourself say that. Foley is getting gray in your beard. Hear the voice in your mind. God will use that voice to speak His Word to you. But you have to learn to recognize it. So I encourage you to experiment with it. Attune yourself to begin listening and then experiment. Now two of the most famous home run hitters were Babe Ruth and Hank Aaron. But what most people don't know is that they also led or were close to the leader in another category, strikeouts. The point is this, if you never swing at the ball, you'll never hit it. And when you swing, you're going to miss sometimes. Experiment with it. Learn it. Learn how to do it. I mean, imagine for a minute, in baseball, if you mess up two out of three times, you go into the Hall of Fame. If you bat 333, you become a Hall of Famer. Now, what if we became, I mean, 333 percentage, that's pretty good. In listening to the voice of the God of the universe. I'd settle for that. It's better than zero. Experiment with it. He uses the voice in our mind, that still small voice. Another suggestion is write down what he says as he says it. Journal his words to you. Write them down. About 25 years ago, someone gave me a devotional book called God Calling. This little devotional book has sold millions. What most people don't know about this little book, basically it's a devotion of, and it's, it's, it broke out for each day of the year, and it has little words from God as if God is speaking first person to you. What most people don't know is that two elderly women would have their quiet time together every day. And they wrote down what God was saying to them. And this little book called God Calling, someone took their, their writings and put it into a devotional book. Well, I took that same principle and realized that God will speak to us that way if we will allow Him to. So I just want to share a couple of things from my journal uh, without getting too personal because I've got teenagers and they don't like when you do that. Um, but just a, a few entries to kind of give you a sense of how God will speak if we let Him. Uh, This is from April 30th, uh, 1995. Relax in my presence. Live with the awareness that I control all things concerning you. I am for you, not against you. I will not let you down, but remember, my ways are not always your ways. January 17th, 1996. Do not be discouraged by the discontented. I will love them through you. Love. Exhibit patience. Care. Reach out your arms. That is your prayer put to action. July 4th, 2002. You are thinking about freedom today. Think about my freedom. Freedom from prejudice, hate, loneliness, anger, resentment, and revenge. In me is true freedom, freedom of the Spirit. Dwell on this until you know my freedom. July 1st, 2004. Spend less time doing and more time praying. Renew your ability to listen to me, to discern my voice. Let me lead you. Live and walk in my peace.
And then October 3rd, 2005. Pace yourself one thing at a time. Never let busyness and things to do take my peace from you. I will help you. I will see you through. Peace. Peace. Write down what He says to you. He'll speak. He desires to speak to you. A fourth thing. I found that God often speaks through the Bible. It is, after all, His Word. God will speak through His Word as you read, you study, and you're meditating on it. As you're going through your daily readings, again again after again, I'll be struggling with something, and in my normal reading, a word from the Bible will speak exactly to that situation. I remember one time, years ago, a very important time in my life, I'd gone through this process to be able to go through seminary or go to seminary. And the powers that be said, no, we don't think you should go. Well, I knew I had this call from God on my life and I'm, I'm just struggling with this and I'm tormented. I don't understand what's going on. And in my normal reading, I was reading the minor prophets, which is often you think, why would you read in the minor prophets? Well, anyway, I was reading the minor prophets, Habakkuk 2.3 just jumped off the page to me. It said, the vision is yet for the appointed time. Though it tarries, wait for it, for it will surely come. Well, that was just a word from the Lord to my situation and to my life. And sure enough, it came to happen. I remember a few years back, I received a call to go to a church in Charleston. Nice church. I was really wrestling with it. Lord, is this what you want me to do? And I remember one day reading the gospel in church and the words in the gospel spoke to that situation and I knew right then that I wasn't supposed to go. God desires to speak to you and He will speak through the Bible if we'll open ourselves up to it. Another way the Lord will speak, i found, is through other people. Christian friends... He'll speak through non-Christian friends. Parents or those in authority over you. A pastor, a mentor, a prayer partner. In the Bible is a story where God even spoke through a donkey. I had a friend uh, one time who helped me in a, a tremendous way. I was under what I would call some ungodly authority. and This person had wanted me to do something and I just felt so wrong about it. I just And so I was in turmoil. No, I can't do this, I was saying to myself, but if I don't do this, I'm going to get in trouble. And I'm talking about it with my friend. And my friend says, well, doesn't Psalm 1 say, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly? And right then, it's like the Lord just spoke to my situation and I knew I couldn't do that. And I would be blessed if I didn't do it. A lot of times people will come up and say, the Lord told me to tell you, da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> and sometimes the Lord does use these folks to tell me something. But most of the time i found it's the person wanting to tell me something. But I always take it to the Lord in prayer because I know that God will speak through other people. I've also found that the Lord will speak in and through our circumstances. The circumstances we find ourselves in. The door closes on a job. 
You ask someone to marry you and they say no. That's pretty clear. Problems seem to accumulate in your life. A relationship begins to manifest problems. Oftentimes the Lord will speak or is trying to speak to you in your circumstances. Another thing I found helpful is to prepare yourself to listen. Henry Nouwen has written a little book called The Way of the Heart. And this little book basically talks about getting alone with the Lord, but he offers three things that that I have found extremely helpful as I try to listen to the Lord. The first is silence. Silence. Our world is cluttered with noise. I wondered for a while why the only time the Lord would speak to me was when I put my head on my pillow at night or when I was in the shower. And it dawned on me that's the only time He could speak to me. Because all the other time I had the radio going or the TV going or talking to people or whatever. Sometimes we need silence to be able to hear the word of the Lord. A second thing is solitude. He writes of getting alone with the Lord away from people. Now this is very scary for some folks because we want to be with people. But building times in our life where we actually get alone with God. And a third thing he writes about is intercessory prayer, which we've already talked about, praying for other people. It is amazing how when we focus on the needs of others and we bring them before the Lord, the Lord will then come back and speak to us in something that we need to hear. God desires to speak to you. Now one caution And the caution is this. The Lord will never tell you to do something which contradicts His Word, the Bible. Even the Book of Common Prayer affirms this. We recognize truths to be taught by the Holy Spirit when they are in accord with the Scriptures. Now I realize some of you are too young to remember when Ronald Reagan was shot and someone attempted to take his life. But you remember what the person said? The Lord told him to do it. The Lord is not going to tell someone to do something that contradicts His Word. Or the young couple that's dating, and they begin to have sex, and they say, oh, the Lord told us that it's okay. No, the Lord didn't tell you it was okay. The Lord will not tell us something that contradicts His Word. God desires to speak to you. Now, some of you are handicapped, and you're listening to God. One of three ways usually. One is that you've not asked Jesus into your life. He's not the Lord of your life. He's not your Savior. And if that's not the case, you're handicapped. You won't be able to hear. Secondly, you don't have the Holy Spirit. Or at least the Holy Spirit has not been quickened or made alive or full in your life. And I like to say that trying to listen to God without the Holy Spirit is like trying to listen to an FM radio station on an AM radio. Or trying to listen to a CD with a tape player. Or if you have an iPod trying to listen without your headphones, it just won't work. And then some people are handicapped because you have no desire to do what God says. Why should God speak to you if you're not going to do what He says? And Samuel, we're told the story of the, the little boy, that Samuel who began to hear the Lord speaking, he didn't quite know what was going on. But then the wise prophet said to him, Go and just say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. I hope that will be our prayer. That when we come before him, that we live our lives 
that will be open. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. God desires to speak to you. Amen. That was Foley Beach with his message entitled, Beginnings in Prayer. If you would like to order a copy of today's message and the entire series, please visit our website, awordfromthelord.org. If you don't have internet access, you can also order this message and the entire series by writing to us. Our address is P.O. Box 636, Monroe, Georgia, 30655. And remember, for any amount of love gift, you will not only receive a copy of today's message, but the entire series, Beginnings in Prayer. Foley also encourages you, if you have any comments or questions, to email him. His email address is foleybeach at awordfromthelord.org. The following was a presentation of A Word from the Lord. We hope you've been blessed. Until next time, it is our prayer that you would be seeking a word from the Lord.